Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a special episode of Sitting Around Talking Movies, the Talking Picture Podcast. It's our best and worst of the year show. We're not just looking at best and worst movies of the year. We're looking at best and worst everything. Well, not everything. Everything entertainment-wise. <laughs> we want to do everything. <laughs> We'd be here for five hours. Best and worst podcast? Because I don't want that. Well, no, we're going to do TV and we're going to do movies and streaming oh, stuff and boy. some YouTube videos and a whole bunch of other, uh, I don't know, Netflix stuff. and uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyway, I'm Neil Rose, and welcome to the show. Lisa Rossman's here again. Hello, hello. Bill McCuddy's with us. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and Bill Brigoli peanuts. is here as well. Here. All right, so He's bribing um, us with peanuts. So let us. Uh, yes, I'm giving everybody peanuts. So, but not the cartoons. Oh, you spoil us, you bastard! Best, best and worst cartoon comic strips of the year. There you go. Best what? books. You could books. You could. That say, was quite a squeak. I know. Like Peter Brady. You could say you, you could recommend books. I have a book to recommend that I actually really. Love this year. Is yes, it a I pop do. up book? No, it's not a pop-up book, but it's it's a graphic novel, so uh, it's oh, not that far nice. off. Um, I like anything graphic. Anyway, um, all right, Lisa, tell me some stuff that you liked in the movies this year. Uh, well, hmm, this year, I thought Florida Projects was great. Um, I really loved Call Me By Your Name. I know you gentlemen weren't quite as hot on it as I was. No, no, but I liked it. I love that film. Ten. Too long. Yeah, I'll show you what's too long, Neil. For you wow. to call anything too long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. But, really? Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it is. It'll it's all just, come out in the trial. Yeah, there I, you I go. thought that it was just kind of, you know, I, I like Call Me By... No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm being too too affable. I did not like Call Me By I think it's a So it's on your worst list. No, I wouldn't... It, it doesn't make my worst list. It doesn't make my best list. I'm not thrilled with the movie. I thought that the movie got very redundant after a while. I just kept seeing the same scenes of, of, of Army Hammer and uh, Timothy... Uh, Chalamet, is that how we uh, how do we pronounce Who's that? Who's now one of the leading contenders for best actor? Yeah, he's going to yeah. get. I think must he... be going. Wait a minute, I thought I was the lead. He's actor amazing. In that. I liked the performances, um, but I thought this was just really just redundant beyond belief. Call me by your name. Okay, you've re- and so to, to 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 that point, you won't be redundant, and we get it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> All right, so 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 you're you're going with Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, I love Florida Projects. I loved. Um, oh boy, are people divided on that oh, movie? Yeah, I yeah. love the kids in that thing, and I think it's. Boring. I admired that movie a lot, but it, it you sort know what of I meanders. think about 2017 film in general actually is that I have to be honest that that in another year I don't know if that movie would have been in my top ten. But this was a year in which I felt like there were a lot of extraordinary performances in movies that I didn't love quite as much as I loved the acting in it. 
I think we have that in plenty of years. I mean, no, I, that's this is how I felt specifically about like last year. To me, Moonlight was a perfect film. I have no film that I, I feel like Moonlight, that about. But yeah, Florida I have Project, no film yeah, that I feel like great, that about. The story just kind of bored me. Man. I it's wasn't bored on, by on, it. On, I think on. it's a very, very good movie. But nothing gels the way Moonlight did from last year for me. What about you, Bill Bergoli? I thought it meandered. Um, what about some movies you guys like instead of trashing I, mine? I liked I Tonya just because. Yeah, that's a funny movie. That was funny. funny. It was. Uh, it was also about class, which we're going to see more and more of. I hope in movies. This was a, a girl who had a rabbit, uh, had a fur coat, but she shot the rabbits. I'm like <laughs> made Lisa it herself. <laughs> she shot the rabbits for her coat, and she was looked down upon by Olympic judges. And and by the end of the movie, you're looking at a. a a person you thought you knew in a whole different way. Yeah, I thought it's that movie. It's good, I really It's felt got like a great film. narration. It's got great stories. It's got the the guys who are behind the actual uh, a- incident, as they call it in the movie. There's very little Nancy Kerrigan, which is kind of fascinating to me. This is all this side of the story, and um, it's it's two different. You know, it's it's. The two people who were most closely involved with it have very different stories to tell about how what went down, and There's they break new the fourth about this wall. Movie. And they so overrated. You didn't like that movie. I think it's I, again. I think that before. I think that Allison Jenny, who's always awesome, is especially awesome in this film as Tanya Harding's mom. But I think of another film that fetishizes poor people and pretends to be on their side while it basically makes them into cartoon characters. Another faux documentary with unreliable narrators. Blah blah blah. I paid at the office. Tell you know? me. Tell me your. Uh, tell me your. your your, some of your picks there, Bill. Oh, well, could it I be a Greta girl? On my list. Could it be a Greta girl with movies? Oh yeah, Lady oh, we'll Bird. get there in a moment. I but can't the, believe I forgot Lady Bird. I love Lady Bird. Well, Lady Bird's my favorite movie of the year. Flip over all the cards since you brought it up. Um, I had a better time at that movie than almost anything else I saw. Although I had a great time at a movie called Baby Driver until the end when it runs off the rails. It does. But I liked yeah. it. It has a Frank Crapra esque ending, as I said. But uh, it's it's so much fun and so cool. And the music that's going on in his head is is in our head for the whole two hours. And uh, I really really enjoy that film. The one I know everyone's going to jump on me for at number ten was uh, Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. I love Atomic I Blonde. Really? I do. Shut up. I do. Oh, man, I was it's expecting awesome. a shoot out over that no, 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 one. I love it. It's so never, awesome. I would not put Atomic Blonde <laughs> anywhere near my 10 best list, but that said, I enjoyed the movie. That, I am with Neil. I thought Charlize was fun. Yeah. You know, he's a yeah. lot of character. Jean LeClaire, I said, for dummies, yeah. and I'm, I'm the dummy. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, um, I don't think the movie is exceptional. I would never put it on any top 10 list, but I had honestly had more fun yeah, watching fun. that movie than a, yeah, most movies this year. I know year. I've said this before, but how many though. times in a fight do the two people sit down, take a rest, and then get up and beat the shit out of each other some and, more? Um, Plus, it, it just, just looks so happen. great. Kill Bill it just looks Kill Bill Volume 1. They take a break when... When um, the little girl comes home from school. The little girl comes home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was it Vivica Fox? With, yeah. And, Vivica and Uma, Fox and Vivica her, Fox's and daughter comes home and they just oh hi sweetie and they're all dripping with blood. That was, a, that was good. Um, what's on your what, what what's number ten on your list? Okay, now? I have these in no particular order. Oh, okay. okay, and it's not a ten list. It's kind of the way you like, live your life. And it's no, kind of the movies no particular that I, order. It, it's kind of the movies that I like this year, and amongst them. Um, you know, I might just put three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri as my, if I had to pick a favorite at this point, I might pick that for my favorite. It was interesting. I thought the performances were great. I thought Sam Rockwell should, I think Sam Rockwell should win an Academy Award. Um, no. it's a I tough mean, category. He's great in this. Um, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand is very good. I like the story and, um, you know, Woody Harrelson, all is reliable Woody Harrelson. Like that a lot. 
Um, liked um, Battle of the Sexes. Nobody seems to like no, that, that movie movie's as much great. as I do. I agree I, with you. I really I love actually, that movie. I, it's in my top ten. I mean, there is so many. We've talked about this movie. That would be right up there in my top five. When we talk about, you know, not just iconic Billie Jean King, but, you know, and, and how she not only discovers, you know, her sexuality, but talks about the, the and, and Bill and I talked about this on a previous podcast, Bill McCutty and I, how they use the actual Howard Cassell um you know, right, um, the way Nixon is actually in the post. The commentary, we right. the, 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 the commentary, the commentary. from that Billie Jean King, Bobby Ricks tennis match. Right. And it's so sexist and it's so over the top where Bill McCutty said to me, if it wasn't the actual track from the 1970 whatever year, whatever. Then I would have done it myself. Then I would have. <laughs> it would have been. Um, no one would have believed it. it really happened. But it's like when he goes and I talked to Billie Jean King at that party when I said, when he says, um, you know, you know, if she would just uh, grow her hair out a little bit and uh, take those glasses off, she could be a Hollywood uh, star. I mean, it's just the, the audacity of it is just amazing. Well, that's, it's so interesting because I'm so Bill grateful Coleman that character, so audacity, he's so, and he's so good. So sexist. But I think it's funny that um, I forgot it and you remembered it and I'm grateful that you did because everything I don't love about the post, I love about Battle of the Sexes because what Battle of the Sexes does is it gives us a lot of context. You know, and we see women from all, like, it really establishes that it was, Billie Jean King wasn't just amazing because she's the first sort of out tennis player, which is to some degree what she's remembered for now. She was an amazing women's liberationist, you know, and you see the fight that she's staking for all the women in terms of organizing and union stuff, like, way before uh, the actual tennis match. And I think that's really cool. They had to invent the tour. There was no female tour. And that's, I mean, no that is literally because tour, of Billie Jean King. And they had King. to invent it, yeah. Sarah I get Silverman chills when I think about Sarah that. Sarah Oh, she's awesome running with this beautiful gray streak in her hair. The tour being sponsored by a cigarette company, too. Was just, that's right, was Virginia just Slim. Isn't that? that hilarious that, yeah. a, that a cigarette company is connected with female athletics? Here's some other films I really liked. I liked Darkest Hour a oh, lot. Yeah. I really liked it. I did not like Dunkirk. Um, Overrated. And, uh, you know, Dunkirk had relatively no dialogue in it. This explains more of what Dunkirk is. It's, you know, they're in the war room there explaining to you if we sacrifice a thousand troops at Calais, we'll save two to three hundred I agree they inform each other, but Dunkirk is my number three movie of the year, and Darkest Hour is not even on my list. Well, um, I think think he did a great job, and everyone thinks he's going to win. He's not going to win anything. He won't win anything. I I think at the end of the day, they won't pull the uh, lever because he's just wearing too much. Well, there's Gary Oldman now. He's pissed. I'll tell you what would be on the top of my list, you know. Wait, I'm going to tell you that I think he's wearing too much makeup, and I think that's going to be the smear campaign against him. Now, the smear campaign is that he doesn't shut up. You guys complain about Sorkin. That is the most speechifying movie of 2017. It's redonk. Wilson Churchill was known to make a speech or two. Sure. Right. And, then we, and they made a casual. movie that was just as pedantic as he was. Great. Right, I got more, but you go ahead, Bill Bergola. Give me some movies Actually, that you love. Yeah, we, we got a book. I don't know if you guys have looked at it about uh, in, in our end of the year swag. We got this book about um, it's sort of not really the book version of The Darkest Hour, but there is a chapter in there. It's written by the same guy, and there's a chapter in there where he actually charts out in, in, in graphic fashion how Churchill put his speeches together. And it's That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, the way a composer yeah. would yeah. put music together? Like, here's, right. how here's the hot short words. And uh-huh. I mean, what he did was phenomenal, but the movie itself... But taking its, all of its tonal cues from him doesn't necessarily benefit. Right at the top of my list, either number one, two, or three position would be, uh, again, these are in no particular order, would be The Disaster Artist. I love this yeah, film. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's hysterically funny. Yeah. It's based on this horror. It's like an Ed Wood, you know, which is looked at... Um, 
what was the what was the movie that Ed Wood thought he'd be remembered for, and it was remembered for not because of its some, greatness, but because it was, of its terrible. Can't remember some Bella Lugosi thing, right? Sort of like Ed Wood. Um, there's a horrible movie called The Room. And uh, became a cult classic because, because of it's its so badness. awful. <laughs> yeah. And James Franco plays this guy. Um, oh, really good. And along with Dave Franco and a cast of a million cameo artists who appear in this thing. It's funny. It's great. That I could. I, I'm planning on watching that again. It's terrific. So yeah. I like the Disaster Artist. You might need four times on that one. Um, I did so like the Post. I would put the Post on my list just because of its social significance and the importance of it. I like that. And um, I, I like the Shape of Water, even though it's kind of like ET uh, for grownups. Uh, it's no it's Pan's a, Labyrinth. It's in I, my I top really... ten adaptations. It's not in my top ten films overall. I, well, you know, my Didn't one, make my, list. my job right now is I work covering the uh, the intersection between movies and books and TV, and so I had to make a bunch of top adaptations. And Shape of Water is definitely up there. And my favorite documentary of the year, which we talked about on this show, is a documentary called Wait for Your Laugh. And who knew it's a story about Rosemary, the one who played Sally on the Dick Van Dyke show, who who knows that she had a career that spans almost 100 years, and uh, she's uh, involved with uh, Al Capone and uh, Bugsy Siegel. She got and around. she's been in every aspect of show business. People just remember her pretty much for the Dick Van Dyke show and being on Hollywood Squares. But she was uh, she was in the opening of the Flamingo Hotel. She's been it's 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 wild. So if you want to see a great documentary, I really love the Wait for Your Laugh. That what did be. you hate? Give us a give us a worst movie of the year. Give me some ideas because I, uh, I I'm I'm hard to press to come up with something that was really horrible. Although I'm, I'm sure they were out the there. Superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, me you know, I don't want to like single them out, but I mean, I'm just sick of them. It's just you know, it's like Hollywood just latches onto something and it makes money. Sadly, so that so made Wonder keep... Woman kind of a nice film. Well, other one was all right, but not I'm, on your top ten list. No, but I'm saying I'm just tired of all these superhero movies, and I know that's what's driving the the Hollywood box office these days. And um, you know, it, it's just to um, me, they're like one step ag- above a video game. You know, if, if you have a if, if you have a um, superhero movie, one or two a year, and, and they're okay, but I mean, it's, it starts wa- watering down the product. And I mean, you know, God help you if you want to go to the movies in the summertime. I mean, that's w- what's predominating the boxers. What did you hate? Um, I, I, I was. I, that's why I asked you for suggestions because I was really sort of. Uh, I was trying to think of stuff that we used to do on the television show that, you know, when we watched so many on-demand films. And uh, and so I, I would say that I was disappointed by some things, but not turned off by anything that, that stunk out loud. So I just brought a book over to the table that Lisa just gave me a thumbs up on. Um, this is a you know, this book just came out. It's called Tenements, Towers, and Trash: An Unconventional Illustrated History of New York City. It's so cool, and um, it's written by Julia Wirtz, and it's funny. It's kind of uh, it's 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 text, but it's also a lot of graphic novel panels. She does illustrations of the city and shows you the city, shows you neighborhoods in the city the way they looked. Um, 100 years ago or 80 years ago and the way they look now, but they're not photographs, they're illustrations. She's a humorist, very interesting, and doesn't tell you stories like, oh, here's how the Empire State Building was built, or here's the story of, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. Like the Christopher Gray articles used to be every week in the New York Statue Times. Statue of Liberty or... Like uh, that. The ba- you know, the Barry <laughs> It's not Ellis like Island. that. No, it's about the history of Santa... There's a chapter on 
how garbage was removed in the city. Starting in the beginning when there was no garbage trucks and people just had to and the city stunk and all the litter was, and how they actually evolved into the, and there's all these crazy stories about New York that, um, you know, and you go like, gee, I, I, I never knew that. There's something about pneumatic tubes. The mail used to be del delivered by these pneumatic tubes that ran up and down the length of Manhattan by air pressure. Really, in pinball, there's a story about pinball machines, that they were illegal for Uriel LaGuardia. Um, banned pinball machines. He thought it was it was corrupting the youth of uh, the, the youth. <laughs> Little of did he know. And they would smash, at the bottom of the Hudson River, apparently there's thousands of pinball machines because he smashed all these pinball machines. So that's my book recommendation. And it's very, very by? interesting. It's written I did, by Julia Wirtz. Very, very interesting book. It's this book. big, lush coffee table book that has incredible illustrations. I'm leafing through it as he's right. talking. Moving on to television, before we leave movies entirely, uh, what, did, what did you hate the most, Bill? Is there something you really hated this year? No, because I've been, I've, you know, there have been uh, the occasional thing that I've watched and only watched once because I wasn't that interested or didn't, didn't get me going. I'll tell you what I liked it was is just a little half-hour thing was uh, Glow. Well, oh, we're talking about TV. Oh, now we're yeah. moving on to TV? Yeah. Okay, because I have to say Glow is in my top 10 TV of the year. Wow, I'm not there. I haven't been there. I haven't seen it, I'm saying, so I don't know. I've heard yeah. people Mark talk Man. about it. Glow is It doesn't try to awesome. do a whole lot, but it, what it does is I actually fun. feel like, and I feel like the fact that it doesn't try too hard means that it sneakily accomplishes a lot. I mean, yeah. it's basically uh, about a real-life TV show that was on about female wrestling, um, and it's sort of the story behind it that's fictionalized, and it's just, uh, part of it is the cast is awesome. Allison Bray. Characters are slowly developed, mm -hmm. from and it's to fun episode. and it's, so it's you don't hilarious. Get one right away, after a little while, particularly the uh, the furry girl. Oh right, right. She she's <laughs> a wolf girl. That's she literally she considers it. herself a wolf. Yeah, I think television was. I had a better time watching TV word, series word. this year yep. than I did watching movies. I think that's well said, and I never say that about you. So congratulations. I think. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think the best stories are being told in longer format. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, you know, for example, I would love to have seen an eight-parter on Molly's Game. You know, if you're going to make it you long, know what? You're right. if you're going to make right. it long, make it really long. And Let's crazily enough, Sorkin would have done a great games. job at it. Yeah. that's the, So uh, I love Gamora, this thing nobody saw about uh, the Italian mafia uh, that Weinstein picked up and ran on IFC for a while. Uh, I can't wait for that to come back. I like this thing you turned me on to a couple of weeks ago. The Marvelous Mrs. Oh my Marvelous God, that's Mrs. So Maisel awesome. is so good. It is my favorite new television series of the year. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. We've talked about it on the podcast. It basically takes place in 1958, loosely based on Joan Rivers, but it's about a Jewish woman, woman who lives on the Upper East Side. In the 50s. Uh, in 1958, as I said. Uh, who's not listening now? Not me. There I always go. listen. Um, and uh, her husband leaves her, and she has two young kids, and she enters the unheard of world of stand-up, uh, stand being a stand-up comic back as in a, 1958. As a woman, yeah. And... Uh, Befriends Lenny Bruce as an actor. Is represented by a very funny woman who used to be on Mad TV that is constantly mistaken for a man. 
and she rolls she, with she it plays, all the way through. Well, say who's, who's the creator of this, because that's a that's bearing the lead to not mention that it's Amy Sherman Palladino who did Gilmore Girls. And man, talk about somebody who knows rapid fire dialogue besides Aaron Sorkin. It is this woman. I mean, she's it is such a clever thing. And, you know, she worked as a dancer before she became a TV person. And you can see that with the choreography of the it is show. Kind of highly it's, it's beautifully directed. It's beautifully correct, like edited. It just keeps on moving and building its case and really just getting funnier and Tom, funnier. Tony Shalhoub is great. The really clothes, great as her Kevin father. And, the clothes. Let me pa- say that again. The clothes. They really capture the, 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 the village and New the York. Shmata. They even digi- digitally Gentile. removed the MetLife formerly Pan Am building in a shot. The, guy, the husband works. They spend a lot of money on this thing. The, yeah, they, they do they street like, scenes. On Park Avenue in a, yeah. in a midtown office and then he puts on like a you know a turtleneck and goes down to the he, so good he's trying to in the beginning now this show for, is this show's going to win a lot of awards this year and i, I mean it's, you it's know a it's a comedy great. version of Mad Men. you know that you know it's awesome when we all agree because yeah. i mean it's so and it, let's give a yeah, shout no, out suspicious. to rachel uh brosnahan who yeah, plays who the only plays thing the i've never seen her in before was house Maid. of cards and she she plays a very stricken character very serious in house of cards then she turns around and she's unfathomably funny and fast talking if this. you imdb her or google or anything she looks completely different in this than she's looked in other stuff she's so maybe so she's done other stuff but she's really really I don't talented. think she looks that different no it's that she is so different I mean she's, she's just a, a very what versatile you, yeah, actress I, I said if you look at lots of pictures you're showing a lot no, but what I think is picture. that she's very versatile and you know what else is she gonna look different in one picture that's a good point so I think the thing that's interesting to me and I by the way I'm with both of you that I was far more interested in TV to the point where I was relieved that I didn't have to professionally review films for the most part I didn't even think a lot of them were bad I thought they were tepid whereas like there were so many TV shows that I was so passionate about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I was obsessed with they you know Amazon does this thing where they show a bunch of pilots and you get to say which ones you really like and I had seen the pilot of this in the summer and wrote this long letter saying how amazing it was I'm sure you did it it was me yeah no no, it was, I'm sure it was me. But I loved that. I loved Glow. I think we'd be remiss in not mentioning Handmaid's Tale, the Hulu series based on the Margaret Atwood um, With book. Uh, the Mad Men. Yeah, with Elizabeth Moss is right. the crea- is the producer and star of that. And it's really one of the most searing pieces of social commentary that was on to anything this year. I have to mention, I'll digress for 10 seconds. Elizabeth Moss is great in a movie called The Square. Top, also Top of the Lake. Top, well, Top of the League is TV. I'm just saying this is a movie that we didn't talk about, a foreign film that I think is going to be nominated uh, called it The Square, will, which is right. so, so odd, good. so cool. It's good. Did you see that movie? No. It, you good. might need to see it four times. Um, well, I really, really enjoyed Love. Um, Sorry, back to I TV. I enjoyed Love. Um, that was terrific. The Judd Apatow uh, series that takes place in L.A. about a guy that works. Uh, he's a tutor on a... Uh, on a for for a kid on a show that's kind of like charmed and uh, his, and his relationship his real with Jillian uh, um, the one from Community Armstrong Jillian I think? Jacobs Jillian no. Jacobs yeah uh, she's uh, she's fantastic who plays a train wreck of a woman you know who's also saying? really smart and she's in she's in she's in recovery and she's not doing so hot right at so it. that was the second season of that this year and I think that show just just as wonderful. After I, I had another cool one called um, Crashing about, I don't love this comic. Um, yeah, I didn't love Pete Holmes. Show. Pete Holmes. But, but the world of, with, with real train wrecks like Artie Lang kind of playing themselves and Sarah Silverman, um, 
I thought it was it got comedy right, and I'm looking forward to a next season of that. Yeah, it was. Picked you know up. what else was really interesting this year, you guys, was the leftovers. It had its thir- it had its third and final season. I heard it was much better this year than it was the first. I two. could not believe how awesome it was. It's you know the the weird thing about this show is that it's based on this very small, very sort of sad uh, sci-fi novel by Tom Proto, who incidentally wrote Election as well. And he was like, I've, this is the only series I've ever seen where the author of the book ends up being in the in the TV show's writers. Room, and yet the series was so totally different from the book. I mean, it went, it was the most meta sci fi I have ever seen in my whole life. Totally wild. Um, I, I think The Walking Dead, in I don't know how many seasons, that continues to be interesting yeah. and continues to, to. Are they still dead? The, yeah, I've never really gone <laughs> on to that one. Um, it's, it, I, I like it quite a bit. Do they continue to walk? Um, <laughs> Uh, Master of None had a phenomenal season this year. The Aziz Ansari very beautiful. film, uh, the uh, TV show. But it does feel like a film. I agree with you. Each one of those episodes feels like its own the movie. The first three, he's like in Italy. and um, you know, there, But there's a, there's a standalone episode that looks at the city, different characters in the city, like the life of a doorman, the life of a cab driver. Very interesting. Is that is it this season or last season that has the episode about Thanksgiving with his best this friend? Se- oh, man, year. that is such a great... That's one of the I best episodes. That is the best episode on TV of the year year if it was this year well it won it won the emmy for writing maybe it was was it last year it might have been basically what we're talking about just to be clear is an episode in which uh his main his best friend is a black lesbian and it and he's been best friends with her since she was a kid and it's basically follows her life with her her single mom and her aunt through thanksgiving dinner. yeah through thanksgiving dinner starting in the 90s and going up till now from their little kids to teenagers and her trying to come out and then her mother accepting her girlfriend it's really sweet from an expectation standpoint, though, can we agree that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of disappointed this year? I thought the first Despite half, as I huge, said, such a boring huge show. Huge stars, it huge came everything. Back. The, the second half of this, the first four season, the first four episodes of the season were disappointing, but then he had some very, very strong. The second half was very strong. And the whole fatwa thing. The whole fatwa. That, that I didn't gets know that interesting. Was the that, but then, well, I thought the, the I thought the finale was all about that. Well, I'd say the. Last four episodes prior to the um, finale were terrific. There's a whole a plot in there with him dating uh, Lauren Graham, which I thought was quite funny. As the male lady? What's that? As the male woman? No, she was not a male woman. She was being sick. Because he dates his male well, You never lady watched too. those last four episodes. I know, but I saw one where he dated his male No, carrier. that's not it. Okay. This, is, um, this was uh, Susie, um, the neighbor who's married to Jeff, fixes him up with Lauren Graham. And um, that's her, and she has a kid that's kind of out of control, a young kid. Sure. It's very funny, and I, I, I thought those, sure. the la- not the not the finale, but the three episodes prior to the finale were just tremendous. So you gotta, if you if you like it and you sit there, there's there's there's. Uh, it, it, it redeems itself. What about, um, I think this is the name, I'm losing my mind, Mind Hunter, the David Fincher series. Oh, yeah, yeah, about sorry, the, the, I can hear The onset of, basically, it's it's a new Netflix series which already has been renewed. I was absolutely fascinated with it. It's, it's another serial killer thing, which, as we all know, Fincher likes to explore, but this one is about when the FBI was s- sort of starting to identify the very existence of serial killers and trying they to... They coined the term. That's what yeah. the whole, that's part yeah. of the and pitch it, was. It's based on, it's based on a true crime series uh, book which I read also because when I get enthusiastic, man, do I get enthusiastic. And I, this is such an amazing series. And part of it is, you know, you could think to yourself, a lot of serial killer series 
kind of tend to objectify women while they act like it's so awful that they're being bludgeoned. But this movie looks, I mean, this series, excuse me, looks at the whole spectrum of kind of predatory male behavior. And it's so smart. And like a book, it goes into the minutia of this thing. So it has been accused of being slow, but I think it's rewarding. I don't think it's slow. I think it's smart. I just think it's very smart. What do you like on television, Bill? Uh, I actually, I liked Mindhunter too. It was so awesome. Yeah. it's just funny to... Bill always there for us. Yeah. God you know, love him. I, I like it, too. <laughs> Thank so, you. You got the backup vote. Say it was good. And Loved Better Call Saul. Uh, thought that was a very good uh, series this year. And, um, you know, you know what really I really liked a lot this year? Um, with all that was going on in politics, and that's a whole other discussion, which we don't do on this show, I think that Tr- Trevor Noah... Uh, did a, is doing a great job you know, following in the footsteps of Jon Stewart. Yep. I think the show has become very funny and very watchable. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., one of the correspondents, very, very funny, uh, as well as all the correspondents there. Um, I also think Seth Meyers, with a closer look, is very, very good. And I also think John Oliver, who won the um, Emmy this year for... Also quite good and gets you kind of through the... Um, Are you a Colbert fan this year just because it's become one? No. I, I, you know that I think the Colbert Rapport was, I think, a work of art. It was genius. And I find that it's the same pitfall to me that um, Letterman... Letterman had a brilliant show when it was on 1230 at night on NBC when it was uh, late night with David Letterman. And then he went to 1130 and he had to start appealing to a mass or audience. And I don't know. I miss the Colbert character. Um, it's okay. He's getting big numbers, just beating on Trump every night. Well, I mean, he's fighting. The I big like fight. Jimmy Kimmel. I think Jimmy Kimmel is the is, is the it, guy to watch. I mean, you the know? thing is, is that it's really at eleven thirty. It's so funny to me that the let's be clear that I think for the most part. Almost all aspects of the media completely dropped the ball during Trump's campaign, right? They all treated him like a sideshow act. But the interesting thing is, is that now that he's president from the late night talk show hosts to the traditional media, they've all been stepping up. And I think with the exception of a man I used to defend and now truly loathe, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, it all went downhill for you on yeah. Jimmy Fallon with, when he, with when the he, Trump interview. Yeah, when he played with his hair, that was it, because he basically made him seem like a normal, affable, kind of dumb, safe guy, and that was a bad call, since we are... Says the woman that, you know, as we've been talking, uh, the tax bill just went through <laughs> the the house in the Senate, so yes, hi. Yes, by the time you hear this... Oh, I got a break, that, actually. That was a couple of weeks ago. What's that? You got a what? I'm kidding. I was acting like I'm in the 1%. He was, I said he was I got being a break, cute. Actually. Ain't you cute? Listen, uh, I want to do one other thing, which is... Is that in this world of everything streaming and nothing's on network television, uh, my wife and daughter are hooked on This, this Is, is us. us. It's my wife and daughter are hooked on that too. I watch it, I watch it all the time. That, that a network actually has what Warren Littlefield calls Is that the number one show television. ratings wise? Yeah. It's strong. I, 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 I don't I'm know what its numbers are, but. People still will come back to the networks, and that should give them some I was actually reason to think they can compete. I have two series that I watch on networks religiously, and one is that, which is just. Have you guys watched it? Yeah, I have. I I've think been it's checking I mean, in and out. I, what this is us? Yeah. yeah, I watch it when my, I don't watch it like like religiously, like my wife and daughter do. But I do watch it, and the writing is good. The writing. Everybody is so seems good. to want to know how um, that uh, how the husband when the husband's going to die in, in, in the, on the show. <laughs> we saw last year that he played by house burned Milos, down. Yeah, but. People, they say he can't get through a day with people like asking him, you know, details on that. Vintimilo, uh, Milo, he, is that the guy who was the, the husband on Joy? 
I don't know. Yeah, um, he was. He's, the thing is, I think the series actually merits all the love it gets. It's just, it's so humane. It's so well written. It, it nails so many social issues that don't get covered anywhere else. And it does it with a lot of nuance. You know what else I still love? I take so much garbage for this that go ahead, take a number, and by all means, run the, run the joke into the ground while you're at it, Thank Bill. You. But I do think that Grey's Anatomy, believe it or not, it's in its, like, I think... 80th year? 13th season. <laughs> I still think that show putting is, the gray in Grey's Anatomy. incredibly smart, and I'm so grateful Don't that Shonda it. Rhimes has stayed behind it, because I think it's I'll the take most your word for it. pragmatically feminist show that's ever been on TV. In Unbelievable pro- series. In primetime networks, other than This Is Us... Is there anything anybody's watching primetime network? I'll watch Law and Order SVU. What? No, no, not, not fictional. Yeah, like and I'm the not voice talking about my family watches. Blackish. Or... Is that on regular TV? Yeah. That's on regular I TV. I watch that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch, to be honest with you, the minute that we got canned over at, at the uh, network formerly known as Time Warner, <laughs> I got rid of my cable. So if it's on Hulu, I watch it. Oh, I know this is not network, but you guys, Top of the Lake. Does anyone else watch this yeah, year? I oh, my I, I Lord. Watch it, no, I've only watched it. You didn't season. see China Girl, which came no. out this year? Yeah. Amazing. That's, that would be an interesting. It's still Elizabeth Moss? Or yeah, and it's so line. funny because I was thinking to myself, what are the two most feminist, unabashedly feminist series on TV this year? And I yeah, would I was say that too. Top of the Lake, China Girl, and Handmaid's Tale, both Elizabeth Moss. So I think the worst moment of the year in terms of Hollywood. Which is also just just not not like I mean we could really do news headlines. I'm just talking about just little worst and funniest at the same time was when they read the the Academy Awards that La La Land oh, won Best Picture, and I mean it was like I, I couldn't believe I was watching this, and it's like no you got no it's Moonlight no you guys come up here you really won. <laughs> like, well, let's say most bizarre moment of the year. I don't know. I think, worst I think what's so interesting about that is, in a strange way, it set the tone for the whole freaking year in terms of entertainment journalism because <laughs> the whole year, everything has been getting sort of turned on its head, right? Like, we are ending this year with almost everybody that had a huge position of power, you know, being unseated from their thrones, from Weinstein to Charlie Rose to, I don't know, who was it this week? You know, it changed. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's Matt like, Damon fortunately informs us that there are lots of good guys yeah, out he, there. Yeah, thank, thank you, Matt Damon. You've had such a stunning year we're all listening to you since clearly your decisions in terms of what projects to do speaks highly of your decision-making abilities and your judgment. Okay, Harvard. But he's apparently never hit on any woman ever. That's, you know, just to be clear, like, this is the man who dumped his girlfriend, Minnie Driver, on Oprah. Like, remember, that's how she found (laughs) out she'd been jilted? I I mean, I didn't know that. You you knew that story. No, no. Literally, like, when he, when he said that thing, like, hilariously, Minnie Driver took to Twitter and just wrote on on top of it. Essentially, it was something like, are you kidding me? With four exclamation points. It was amazing. And then she went on to write a very smart op-ed piece about how men should not really get to decide right now. Now, which uh, what's what's appropriate and what's not appropriate male behavior. So why is Matt with? Damon speaking out since he's not been accused at this point of anything? Just I think he thinks I think he's gotten a little bit. Uh, I think Matt Damon for a long time has thought of himself as the voice of reason. He got into hot water. I, I think it was a summer a few summers ago. Remember they re, they brought back that series he had done with Affleck where he the Project Greenlight. Yes. yes. And he got into a lot of hot water because he basically told a black female director why the fact that she wasn't doing well in her career had nothing to do with her race or her gender. Like in a way that w- could not have been more condescending. <laughs> so he's he's actually sort of developed a habit of being like the ultimate Boston mansplainer. Goodwill shouting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good one. 
Yeah, I mean, you said it earlier, uh, Lisa. There's a lot of movies this year with great performances, and I think Shape of Water is one of them. Uh, but on I the other hand, it's got Michael Shannon doing this one-note thing I in agree. it. Who I really love him, but like this Not is And also, you know, going back to Three Bullets, uh, what's it called? Three Billboards. In, mm, outside yeah. of Yeah. Now, that's an interesting film to me. It's directed by that da- guy who did In Bruges. Is that how you say it? In Bruges? Yes. Um, Bruges. Thank you. My Welsh is terrible. Or my, <laughs> my Belgian. Welsh. My Belgian. But like, I think that there are so many terrific Act performances in that, and you named all of them: McDormand, Harrelson, even Sam Rockwell, who I can sometimes am a little lukewarm on, just compared to you guys. He's no, very good him. in this. He's very good in this. But the film itself drives its point home, and sort of with a frying pan, yeah. you know, with three billboards. That's, Christian Bale. Exactly. There's nothing the subtle about yeah, exactly. it. We'll, we'll talk about this on a, on in, in the weeks to come when it opens. Hostiles. Christian Bale, very good performance. Man, I think he is one of the most overrated actors in a sea of overrated acting. Wow. In Hollywood. Wow. Uh, somebody reviewed Hostiles by saying it's about a... <laughs> well, we'll get to that movie. Apparently they mumble a lot is my point. Any performances you want to mention that really stand out anymore? Uh, McDormand, I'm with you that Sally Hawkins is always amazing. Um, wasn't that movie sort of like E.T., for, like I said, for adults, you know, in, in, in many ways? It's the same structure, you know, and... Let's you know, just I think to be clear, you're the one who endorsed the, it earlier. Yeah, but I also, no, I think, I also think the key no, to what I you like, just said is like e. for adults, because E.T. was made for kids and appealed to adults, and I think this is made for adults, and kids will enjoy it, but People I think this is much more of an adult You know who else was really good? Yeah. We And it's weird, because I know we all liked it, was, um, what's her name? The, na- the woman whose name I can never pronounce, who's, in, who's the central character of Lady Bird. I mean, she's just such a stunning... Oh, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, she's such a phenomenal actress, and she keeps on... That was funny I feel like we keep on being demonstrated her extreme versatility as well you happy with snl this year i don't watch that show uh no it's okay uh i like i like alec baldwin as trump those but i mean they don't really need to write jokes they just take whatever trump said and they make it into a yes that's very very true which is kind of ultimately sad have you watched you watch snl though? yeah and, and actually from an acting point of view it's starting to annoy me i mean obviously they have to read cue cards there's no way anybody can Memorize that stuff as quickly, and, and when they're changing everything at the last minute, you can actually minute. see them reading the cue cards. Yeah, 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 you can really true. see them, and, it's, and they're not even looking at each other. It's just people staring off into the distance, reciting their lines off a card, and and, and really, they got to. I think Leslie Jones is kind of over and not her fault. I don't think they've used her well this year. She was the it breakout last year. Yeah, I don't agree. She's hardly done anything I this think year. That they have more different roles for her. She was playing one-note characters. I think this year, at least, they're giving her different stuff to do. You know, in terms of comedy, I really love Broad City. And it just, to me... So does my daughter. So my, does my daughter, Lily. Daughter and wife. I love daughter it. Lily. I gotta watch so this much. show. Broad I'm City kills me. Like, I watch up. it and... How many seasons are there? This is... I think we they just wrapped their third season. I mean, I, I got Did you see when they went to Florida and oh, they yeah. got in a big El Dorado? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I honestly... Do you need to watch that in order? No, but it helps. <laughs> and the thing about that show is that I have to make sure there's no food or water in my body body and especially my face while I'm watching it because I will make a huge mess I will laugh so hard it's so unfathomably funny and anybody who's kind of dated or you know dealt with technology in New York City will especially feel the hilarious pain of that show 
So is it uh, is it different from Girls? Yeah, it's way different. Girls was kind of whiny, and I mean, this is basically like the stoner punk rock version of Girls. Like, it's much more ragged, it's much more honest, and the friendships are much more authentic and devoted. It's awesome. Speaking of Girls, I thought Allison Williams was great in in Get Out. I know. I think. Oh my God, Get Out! That was my, in my top ten. That's Jeez. in my top ten Jeez. list too. But yeah. a lot of no. people think it's overrated. Love overrated. It. Overrated. You know it's no. overrated. You saying it's overrated? It's overrated. Next. Next. See, it, that's overrated. It's the conventions of a typical horror film. The only thing that's interesting about it is that they're taking the the, the premise of taking the African American. Uh, Actually, you know, it's really boyfriend. not. It is not. It does not. Con- but then it devolves con- into like, let's get out of the house kind of. No, thing, I right? totally disagree with you. I don't think. I think it's it is a very original thing, and I think the way it's told. And I also think it's not just a horror movie. It's one of the best parables about the expectations that are put on people of color in America. It's a genius. Film. Let's make you some tea. Stir it three times, and let's <laughs> yeah, see seriously. if you come over. Have, you know what? On that note, is it go- <laughs> on that note, is it, it going to win the Academy Award? I think that it. It's no, going to get nominated. It it's going to get nominated get, for a lot of things for political reasons, and it's not going to. It work. won't. We're still dealing with. A, I mean, the Academy is still mostly. What is it like? All white guys over fifty. Like, hey, listen. They won't on do that it. note, we have to all get out. Yeah, we, we've been right. talking we've for so long now. Yeah. Well, anyway, we look forward to talking to you again uh, in the uh, in the new year. So we're nice we're to hopefully see we'll you have where, where we might have sponsors like Lacroix, delicious sparkling okay, and water. I have, a little, <laughs> I have a little announcement. Um, it's uh, I shouldn't really announce it yet, but. No, don't announce no, it yet. No, okay. we'll have an announcement. All right, we That's have an announcement. Some good about, news for us Some in good the new news year. about Talking Pictures coming back uh, And maybe on the TV podcast having a sponsor. In the, uh, in the new year. But fun. we'll talk about that when we get closer to that. In the meantime, let's just say that uh, that's a look back at 2017 in the world of entertainment. A brief look back at it. And uh, as always, for uh, Lisa Rosman, I'm so happy when you're Thank here. Thank you so much for having me, and boys. And we'll see you again next year. As much year. as I insult you all. Uh, that yeah, makes the show fun. iffy on her being here. And for Bill Brigoli. Yes. And what do we do this year, Bill? We, what do we do? We watch. We watch a lot of shit. So that you we don't really have do. to. That's Thank right. You. We do. And uh, for me, Neil Rosen, thanks for sitting around talking movies with us. And we'll sit around talking movies with you again next week. 